I can't remember. Do you have any crowns, dental crowns? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. So. I don't know what they did to my teeth. They were just in there doing things. Uh, okay. I, I think, <laughs> I think it's like, I think they're just fillings. I don't think they're crowns, but they're all, oh, okay. they're all white. They're all like tooth colored. Yeah. Yeah. Are yours? But the crown goes like over your whole tooth. Then no, like a, I don't, I don't have a crown. Okay. No, yeah. I, I had, I had fillings. Like I went last time I went to the dentist. Oh God. It uh, was a year and a half ago. Why go back? Dude, I, the last <laughs> time I went to the dentist before that was like 10 years. Okay. So, so I'm actually like a year and a half ago was like really recent for me, but I, so I went back, I went there and I had eight cavities. I had four on each side of my, yeah. of my mouth. Yeah. So they filled them because my teeth started to hurt like after like eating sweets and like hard stuff. So I was like, hey, I should probably get these checked. No. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I should probably get these checked out. And, um, so I did. They're like, oh yeah, I got some cavities. They're not bad though. So they filled them and then they hurt for like 10 months after that. Uh, yeah. And they finally probably stopped. Not a great dentist then. No, I guess not. But they finally stopped hurting. But like when I um, when I move my jaw in a weird position and I bite down on like the center of my teeth, which is something you're not supposed to do, but I do it anyways. It, it, sometimes it kind of hurts. Anyways, I need to go to the dentist again. I know you do. Yeah. Anyway, so I I got a I got a second crown today, my second one, mm-hmm. and it's fifty percent bummer. Like ah oh, man, I did a bad job. I needed a crown feel like a loser but then the other 50 percent is you just feel like an alligator you're like i can chomp on so much stuff now i can just crush <laughs> things with my crown tooth jaw maybe thing. i need to get a crown because I, well, I i can't like if i can't have i like i still can't have like certain things that are like hard and weirdly shaped mm-hmm. on like my the back right of my mouth because it kind of it kind of hurts but not a lot i could do it but. well and it's one so i got one it's on the left side of my mouth i got one on top one on the bottom and I was hoping for a minute that they would be like matching so that they would meet together and it would be like, what, what do I say? Like an unstoppable object meeting an immovable, immovable force. force or something. Well, yeah. I don't know how it, that's yeah. what it would feel like, but no, they're like one tooth off. So they don't actually meet. Uh-huh. It's, it's still cool. They're still fun in a, <laughs> in a depressing way, but it's you're like cool. your own nutcracker. <laughs> yeah. You should just start There's, cracking guess... walnuts in your mouth. <laughs> My my uh, news for people then is just, hey, if you got to get a crown, yeah, be depressed and be like, oh, man, I suck. I didn't do a good enough job brushing my teeth. Like, feel that for a minute. That's good. Feel ashamed. You should. And then you're really excited because they're really cool and they just kick butt as far as teeth go. I will say I'm very like I'm very anal about my teeth. Like I don't um, I haven't been to the dentist in a while, mostly because in our last episode I mentioned how much we work and I just don't have I just don't find the time to do it. But uh, I am very particular about my teeth. I I um, have the electric toothbrush and I brush for way longer than you're supposed to. Like probably five to ten minutes. It's stupid long. No, I don't like, even know if that's good. I, I don't even. <laughs> well, it, it has a sensor in it that tells me if I'm pushing too hard too. Yeah, so like yeah. There's like a thing at you. Right? Yeah, so like I, I brush for like I don't like brushing my teeth. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be here forever. But then like I'm only there forever on my own accord. So I don't know what I'm complaining about. And then I also have a water pick that like shoots water into my gums and then between mm, my teeth because yeah. it's better than flossing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'll do that. And like, I did it forever. Like every time I did it, my gums would bleed. And then now it's at the point where I have gums of steel. They don't bleed at all. Gums of steel. And, uh, yeah, because the I worst, chew with my gums, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the worst part was 
if you, uh, uh, when I went to the dentist and they were like taking all the plaque and tartar out of my teeth, it was like right in my bottom front teeth, right where they met the gum. There was like a lot of plaque underneath. Mm-hmm. And, and so a year and a half ago, and now I'm like terrified of plaque. I'm like, ew, like that's not something that I get. That's something that gross people get. <laughs> and so that's not for me. I'm not one of the gross people. Um, no, but as it turns out, I am one of those gross people. So uh, I don't even drink, I don't even drink soda. So like this plaque is literally just from the food that I eat. And, Mm. uh, you eat pretty clean though. Yeah. Well, I did. I'm not eating clean right now because, um, we're still getting our life together after moving, but, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm eating better than when I, when we first moved, but did any of those things that, uh, we got for you, like stick or like, uh, this is great. I want to buy it again. I would assume the veggie straws. Yeah. Okay. We just, cool. We bought. Um, we literally bought two. Like we bought a bag like three weeks ago for the Renaissance Fair that we went to because mm-hmm. we knew we were going to be in line in our car for like three hours. Mm-hmm. So we bought those, and then I came home and uh, Lauren uh, surprised me with another bag. Yeah. And then I ate the entire bag in two days. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're not good. Good for you isn't the word, but they're not bad. So that's a win. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I'm trying to equate it. I'm trying to equate it to something, but yeah, it's not. It's not. They're not terrible for you. Like if you're going to snack on something, snack on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but or you can snack on the next 30 minutes of knowledge we're going to hit you with. Oh, oh. transition! You guys weren't expecting that. <laughs> uh, tell them, Jake. Tell them what we're going to tell them. Yeah, today today's episode is very near and dear to me because it pisses me off. <laughs> um, it's actually when people talk about how much money they make, but they, they don't, they're not, uh, specific about what that money was. So the, the overall topic is, uh, revenue does not equal gross profit and gross profit is the only number 99% of people give a shit about because gross profit is what you come home with at the end of the day. And this, this can be even calculated before you figure in expenses we're talking about just gross profit so after cost of goods sold so even before payroll um and there's just a lot of talk i mean a couple episodes we talked about one of our um quote-unquote competitors who says they make um they do five hundred thousand dollars in revenue but it doesn't mean anything to me because it could be four hundred ninety nine thousand dollars in ad spend and uh five hundred thousand means absolutely nothing so uh we even did calculations on it and the calculations that we did were based on their revenue. So even if the revenue was half of that or, you know, 80% of that or whatever, uh, or the gross profit was 80% of that, then the numbers are even worse. It only gets worse from there. And <laughs> so um, really understanding when you're getting into things like starting your own agency and you're trying to figure out what medium or market or uh, product you're going to be selling, really understanding the difference between revenue and gross profit and uh how this can hopefully shape what you decide to do in the future in terms of scale you really clean that up i wanted to give a joke and i'm still gonna do it because it's funny but now it's like too late so i'm the guy who's telling the joke too late after it was supposed to be told you're not you've always been that guy yeah it's okay that's why i'm still gonna do it so i was just (laughs) gonna say in my experience uh there is an inverse correlation between guys who give their unsolicited gross revenue and the size of the thing in the front of their pants. Their wiener. So, yeah. That is, that is the professional term for. <laughs> so yeah. the more that they brag about their their gross revenue. Revenue uh, is revenue bragging is a dick swinging contest, as they say. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, and I do not care at all. Yes. Uh, it's like when you go to Thanksgiving and you have a family member talking about something you have no interest in and you're just like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. We, I'll have seconds, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can brag about it to people who don't know what you're talking about. Like, I guess family members like, they're like, oh, how big is your business? And I could say, oh, you know, we did half a million in revenue. And they're like, wow, that's huge because they're not going to think another layer deep. And um, they hear revenue and they just think of income. But well, the, the people who are bragging like that, that's all the surface level appreciation that they want anyway. They don't actually want people to fully understand because <laughs> if they did, it'd be very sad and depressing. And that's the kind of talk that you have at a hotel bar at yeah. midnight. And Speaking of sad and depressing revenue numbers, let's talk about e-commerce. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I wrote this Among down. the transitions uh, today. <laughs> There's... I see it a lot. I used to see it a lot more uh, before crypto blew up and everybody got on the crypto train. But uh, there are lots of guys who run and it's just not working. It's not working as well anymore. And that's why they're not talking about it as much. It used to be much easier. There's lots of things that have changed since then. But it, it was a lot easier to just buy something in bulk from China, not change nothing, literally nothing about it. Don't even slap a label on it and then just mark it up, you know, 20 percent your margins are tight you spend a million dollars it cost you nine hundred thousand, and you made a hundred and it was a lot of work to do that and that's not for me man that's no that, yeah I, and then and then you brag that your revenue was a million dollars you did a million dollars never knew but you brought home a hundred thousand dollars at the end of the day so it's like yep. well <laughs> what good was your revenue like how much work did you put into that million dollars and then also your margin for error can literally cripple you. And say, yeah, I mean, that's that's a good scenario too. They're the guys who are just going for zero. Like they just want to break even, get to a point where they can sell the business and that's their cash out. They're not making any money along the way at all. I I think arbitrage is another really tight one um, where it's just a a thin business. You're running on razor thin margins. I'm I'm stupid. What is arbitrage? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to Google this. This is a very, I I feel like sometimes I'm very, very intelligent. And then someone throws a big word at me. I'm like, I (laughs) no, that was, that was me. (laughs) Said it to me. And I was like, ah, yeah, that's cool word. I'm going to definitely Google that later because I don't know it. Um, (laughs) I I feel smarter when I do ask the question though. Like if I'm in a group of people and someone says like a word, I'm like, like triage. I do that now. Triage was one of them. Which sounds like arbitrage. Is he? You know, I I know. Yeah. Frankly, I don't know exactly. I think it just means like a cue. Let's, um, let's teach people the Oz words. Today. Okay, so assign degrees of urgency. Um, oh, that's so, handy. Yeah, like how are we going to triage this? Basically, Ooh, um, so, I like that one. Yeah, so I, I mean, I I didn't know this word, and I was like, guys, I don't even know what triage means. And then I think. Like two people slacked me afterwards and were like, thanks. I don't know what that meant either. That's funny. <laughs> like, so we were just having a meeting of people who didn't know what this word meant. Then we're just going to pretend like we all know what it means. That's some people are confident like that, though. And you just got to like, well, you call them out or everybody else is just like, yeah, we'll just let that slide because I feel dumb right now. But OK, <laughs> arbitrage gives you the Google definition because this will be easier. Uh, the simultaneous buying and selling of securities currency or commodities in different markets or in derivative forms in order to take advantage of differing prices for the same asset that makes it more complicated than it needs to be it's basically buying something <laughs> buy a low sell high baby yeah that's it <laughs> that's that's it so 
eBay. You know what I always say? I always say buy high, sell low. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how we do it here. That's how it happens. <laughs> Yeah. That's not how you do it, but it is how it happens. That's how it, that's yeah. what happened to me in, in Bitcoin. I was going to say, that's how people have been asking me lately too. They're like, you invest, right? I mean, and I'm like, yeah, I, I do, but don't ask me because all I really know how to do lately is just lose money. So <laughs> you don't want my opinion, but yeah, so that's arbitrage. And uh, it's, it's a, let me try another word, precarious business model. Can I say that? Precarious, I don't know what that means either. I don't know if i used it right oh that was perfect not securely held or in position dangerously likely to fall or collapse yeah and maybe that's a little too aggressive uh it's it's something you can do by yourself so that's not bad that's not necessarily a bad place to start i don't want to completely rip on it uh but it is uh a thin business and thin businesses make it hard to make profit sometimes mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you can have a lot of revenue you look really cool you can brag, and then you take nothing home. It's like having the biggest dick, but you last like a second. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> I wouldn't say it, but you said it, so that's cool. <laughs> uh, another word uh, that's uh, that I learned recently is impetus. Impetus? I've heard that. I don't know what it means. So I know what it means in context, and I've used it in context without actually knowing what the definition of it is, but it's the force that makes something happen uh, or happen more quickly. So, oh yeah, I knew that. I just didn't. Yeah. So the definite or the definition or the the example they give is the crisis of the 1860s provided the original impetus for the settlements. But now I want to know what happened in the 1860s after reading that. Mm, That's for Yeah, that's for it. I'll re I'll re listen to this podcast episode and Google it. Let's see. What was the crisis of the 1860s? Let's just not tell anybody anything about it. We're just going to leave it right there. We're going to. Um, we we'll look at the analytics of this episode, and it's going to be a huge drop off, like at the thirteen minute mark. <laughs> Hope it's a pause. People are like, "Hold on, I need to know." <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, all right. Um, what else? What else do we have here? Oh, yeah. So, um, e-commerce. Okay, but then you so arbitrage. Okay, so Gary V does this does the shit at um garage sales. He's been doing this. Uh, That's his big thing. He likes to push that hard for sure. The, the garage sale thing yeah that's well i've I, I seen know him how do, many videos i've seen yeah of it. there's a lot of videos of him doing it but i don't think like he doesn't actually there's no way like that's like a thing that he does regularly like he probably just makes more money on the content of it than than actually oh, doing he knows, it i'm sure oh, yeah but it's always really cringy to watch because he just like he's like oh yeah i got a good deal i'm like dude you just scammed an old dude for like all this like grandson's Pokemon cards, like you, you feel good about this? <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, that's that's the money right there." And I'm like, "That's business, baby." Let's but go. but also you didn't. Ex- I mean, he's like, "Yeah, so that's you know, hundred dollars profit right there." I'm like, "Yeah, but you, you didn't say that you just spent like eight hours looking for a garage sale and then like another two days trying to sell what you bought there for a hundred bucks. Like that's cool that you you flip that, but like when you calculate labor hours into that, is is that even worth it?" Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know. I, there's a lot of things out there that are like, oh, it's really easy money. Yeah, it's easy, but it painstakingly f- takes forever. Yeah, I think probably because of the size of his audience now at this point, that is the exact content that he needs because it's very broad. It's people who want to hustle but don't necessarily have skills. And that's something that is very low entry. So uh, if you're willing to hustle, you can you can create a profit uh, in there. But let's talk. Let's talk about profit. Yeah. What is what is profit? The money you take home, right? I mean, yeah. 
how technical I mean, you want to be. Was diff- <laughs> let's well, there's different types of profits, right? So there's revenue, which is just all the money you bring in. That that even includes ad spend. It includes cost of goods sold. It includes yep. literally anything. So if one of our clients gives us a thousand dollars and they have five hundred in ad spend, our revenue is a thousand dollars. But our gross profit. Yeah, no, good point. So mm-hmm. yeah, so but our gross profit is five hundred dollars because that's our management fee. There is no cost associated to that. And then we have one. And then there's one more. So. For people who went to business school, this is very juvenile. It's very simple. But there's a lot of people who but listen I didn't, to this. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, there's a lot of people listening to this who don't have that kind of acumen. Is that, is that it? Am I using that right word correctly? Hold on. That's good. Acumen. I think that's good. I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> two C's, I think? No, it's one C. Uh, uh, it's only, two U's? It's only thick with one C. Um, the ability to make good judgments and quick decisions typically. In a, it's, so this isn't the right word to use. Um, a lot of people don't have a lot of business knowledge um, to where uh, they, they can differentiate the three. Revenue, gross profit, and then net profit, which is the third one. So on your pay stubs, you typically see your gross income and then your net income your gross income is disgusting because that's how much money you would have made before the government took taxes out of it (laughs) (laughs) that's how i think of it your net income is just what is left in the net your 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 fishing net when you're done Mm -hmm. um so uh your net profit is going to be everything that's after capital expenses after payroll literally anything that's like this money is not assigned to literally anything. It's just money and you can do whatever you want with it. And so usually the net profit, actually not usually, the net profit is always distributed out to either the employees or the owners and the shareholders. Yep. And um, in our case, we, uh, we uh, I'm avoiding the government lingo here. We take a portion of it and give it as bonuses independent <laughs> of profit sharing in case anyone Based from the FBI judgment. is listening. <laughs> um and uh, uh what i'm getting at that is you can't actually do profit sharing quote unquote without um having employees have stake in the company or like an employee share pool at least that's how we understand it so um but there's ways around it um that are, that are legal but uh otherwise the owners or the or the shareholders are going to get it so cody and i are going to split profit and when we when you get to a good good enough size to where the owners are bringing home a salary so like jeff bezos his salary is like 80 grand like seriously look it up it's that's all he makes from amazon is 80 grand as far as the salary goes the rest of his income comes from being the um like one of the primary shareholders i don't know if he has the most shares in amazon i would assume he does um Mm -hmm. but uh the that's where a lot of his income comes from so straight actual profit and then also his uh, net worth is valued by his shares and not actually how much, how much money he has in the bank. That's just a little tangent there. But uh, net profit is is really what a lot of companies are going to are gonna look at when they're looking for an acquisition is like, how profitable is this company? That's your actual profitability is is that. So even like if you look at our, our uh, I feel like I'm going on and on. But if you look at your, if you look at our okay. revenue versus our gross profit, we have like, um, uh, we have like a 80% margin. Uh, so our 80% of everything that comes in is, is gross profit. Sorry. Yeah, not quite that. really close though. I mean, yeah. But then about 75. Yeah. But then you take you take out all of our payroll and all of our capital expenses and what we put into savings, which still counts as profit. Um, and, uh, what other accounts marketing? Wait, say that again. 
start from the beginning. I want to make sure I get the numbers right too, or the percentages. You said about 80 from what? 80% of revenue is gross profit. Oh, um, yeah, I have to double check, but that's yeah. But then know. only like 20 yeah. ish percent maybe is actual net profit. So like how much money or like, at least that's the goal, but we also put money into savings and then we also put money into marketing. We don't spend. And in the eyes of the government, that's gross profit or that's net profit because we didn't actually spend it or do anything with it. It's just in savings. So we could distribute that out to the shareholders, but we don't. Well, we, we are. Yeah. So man, it's hard to talk about this without going full blown, like <laughs> logistics and legal. And well, because, it, it's so, okay because the whole point of this episode is to differentiate that it's when someone gives you like a figure in their business, that's, it's not even close to the whole picture. Yeah. It's not really useful without knowing the details. I, I think the big things uh, that are really useful to know. So let's talk about Bezos for a second. Um, Bezos taking a salary and then taking the rest of his money as not a salary. Well, why does he do that? Very good question. Why would anybody who makes so much money do that? Well, in the US, your income from investments is taxed at a lower rate than your wages, right? So your US, US has both federal and state income tax. Not all states have state income tax, but uh, at the federal level, I believe now um, with the most recent tax plan that's going through, it's going to cap out, I think in 2027 at like 37% uh, if you hit the maximum bracket. Now, uh, what is it? Capital capital gains, I think is capped at, I want to say it's 20 or 15. I'm blanking right now. Um, but regardless, either one is much less than 37. So uh, it's in your best interest if you want to maximize your income to uh, take that money as a owner of a company and not as an employee of it uh, or yeah, as a shareholder, right? So mm -hmm. that's why people do that. Um, <laughs> I I have a, no, I'll just give my, my hot take, um, which is probably counter to Jake's, but that's okay. Uh, and it's that this is annoying. <laughs> well, Jake probably agrees that it's annoying, but we probably agree annoying in different, for different reasons. Um, I just wish it was the same uh, because so when you are an LLC, you can legally be an LLC, but for tax purposes, elect to S-Corp or just keep an LLC. So if you S-Corp, then you can file, um, you can give yourself a salary and then the money outside of the salary, you then are able to take home um, as capital gains. But if you just keep the, the regular LLC and you don't elect to S-Corp yet, everything will be wages because all of it is seen as your income. So there comes a point where it's uh, more advantageous to uh, elect to S-Corp because you're able to take more money home without paying taxes on it. Now, why this is annoying is because if you are actually in the business and you're looking at the numbers and you want to plan things with more flexibility, you realize it's really nice if you don't have to pay yourself a salary, right? Because you're the one taking on the risk. Yeah, you're the owner. That's the biggest pitfall of the S-Corp when you're a small business is you have to elect and you have to specify what your salary is. Yep. And so you have a lot less flexibility, as Cody is saying. So it's detrimental to your ability and your willingness to take on more risk in the business because you're thinking, okay, well, if I don't do this, I'm going to pay more taxes on it. So I, I wish that there was no difference. I, I wish that it was just the same and uh, that you know, you wouldn't be penalized by um, taking on that risk. Oh, I mean, I agree. I wish it was different too. But I think the way that we wish it was different is different. Because mm -hmm. I'm a very strong proponent of a flat tax. Did you know mm -hmm. that in the US, 90% of the taxes are paid by the top 10%? 
Yeah, doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it, it shouldn't <laughs> surprise you, but a lot of people don't know that. Mm, percentages. Uh, the more you know. <laughs> is that Reading Rainbow? I think so. Or is that something else? I don't know. Some other PBS show. Um, but yeah, so I, I did want to say too, though, like, so there's multiple tiers there. So anyway, that was a that was a soapbox for a moment, almost, but also educational. So I hope you guys know if you didn't know that. But um, I mean, there's multiple points where things can go uh, badly or take a turn in the wrong direction. One is with your cost of goods sold, right? Um, maybe you just aren't making enough profit there. You're not making enough, uh, sorry, gross profit. And then maybe once you get to gross profit, maybe your internal expenses are out of control. Maybe you're spending money on things that you shouldn't be spending money on. And this is one that it makes me mad, not quite as mad as Jake. <laughs> But it does bother me when people go off and they're like, well, of course, you want you want your business to look like you're not making money. So you got to spend money on things in your business. So what people mean by that or what they're trying to say is you write off business expenses that are actually personal expenses. Uh, <laughs> oh, so yeah. that, have you seen and, have you seen Shit's Creek? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. There's a scene I got to send you that Lauren sent me because one of her friends owns a massage business. Well, one of her ex friends owns a mas- massage business. And uh, she would write off like dishwasher, like or like a not dishwasher, um, a laundry machine or a washing machine and a dryer for like her personal use, and be like, it's a business expense because I own a business, I can write everything off. But there's a scene in Shit's Creek where like David buys everything on his dad's credit card for um, the for the business, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's like you know facial creams, like I gotta look good for the business, whatever. And he's like. <laughs> David, what did you do? You spent all this money. He's like, well, it's a it's a write off, yeah. and he's like, yeah, but we still have to pay for that. And he's like, and he goes, but it's a write off. And he's like, it's for writing off taxes, so we don't have to pay taxes. We still have to pay for these things. And David right. goes, well, why don't they call it a tax write off? And he goes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but this, I mean, but that, and I see that all the time. People are saying like, hey, we don't want to get taxed on this, so let's just spend money on something. Uh, which is smart in some instances. Right. I'm not going to say it's always bad. There are times when that it is smart and strategic to do something like that. But to the point where you're like, oh, I, I want to make it look like I made no money. It's like, look, paying taxes isn't, isn't the absolute worst thing that you can do because once you get the money, hey, that's yours. You made it. Okay. So there you go. That was your your actual take home. And it's yours to do with what you want now. Mm. But yeah, I would. I, I guess would, in some ways not to take, but yeah, I would rather get taxed thirty-seven percent than spend it, to save you know fifteen percent, and then not have any of the actual money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, this is hard because people just have their opinions and stuff. But all around, I think bulk work, bulk businesses are there's a lot of waste, a lot of unnecessary waste. Uh, all around, like posturizing or ego, when really. I think lean in general, lean businesses are sexy. Like the the smaller you can keep things while being as profitable as possible. I mean, we we aren't SaaS people, software as a service, but I like the general concept in the business model because the internet makes things very scalable and manageable uh, with, a, with a small team. And that's really cool. And you can mimic a lot of those things too. But even so, I mean, any business model that's out there, you can create efficiencies and improve upon them and um, keep things as lean as possible. And when you do that, you're able to uh, do everything better. I mean, you can you can pay people more, you can pay yourself more, you can uh, provide better benefits, all that sort of stuff. And that's I think it just improves quality of life all around. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Just trying to I was thinking about that concept earlier 
this week or, to, or yesterday or something like that. But it's uh, it's nearly impossible to fix a broken business that makes a million dollars plus in revenue. Um, I don't want to say a million. A million is not that much. Um, Ten million. Ten million up. It's really it's it's really impo- almost impossible to fix uh, a narrow profit margin issue with companies of that size. But when you're a small company and you're making less than six figures a year, and it's just you or maybe you and one other person, that's really where you need to focus on your your um, how lean you are because how lean you are now is going to really impact how lean your business is going to be when it's a ten million dollar business and. Mm-hmm. Um, a $10 million business that has 20% profitability, uh, net profitability will sell for way more than a business that is $10 million and 5% net profitability. That, mm-hmm. that extra 15% there, it could be the difference between, um, 30 and $80 million when it sells. And there's probably other things that are happening that would make it more attractive too. Like if people have figured out to maintain that level of profitability, they probably they're probably smart enough to do other things in the business that also make it more attractive to buy. Yeah. So that's why Cody is such a strong stickler on our processes now is we want to get to that point where uh, we don't have to worry about narrow profit margins when we get big to that scale. And uh, just something to think about when you're starting your business uh, now and try not to get swindled into the whole guru thing of Shopify stores and, you know, very high revenue numbers, especially if you're in groups on Facebook or Reddit or, or whatever were groups on Reddit. God, it's not old. Uh, what, what are they? You're in Reddit groups. What are they? Channels on Reddit? Um, mm, well, subreddit. Subreddit. That's right. I don't I don't do Reddit, man. <laughs> like, dude, I'm, I'm not, not I'm, like I'm not sassy enough to be on Reddit. Sassy. Yeah, I feel like I, everyone on Reddit's a dick. What socials do you check on the regular? Um, Facebook, sometimes Twitter, but only like for following very specific people. Mm-hmm. Instagram sometimes, and also TikTok sometimes. Okay, I do the tick. I I do the TikTok. I do TikTok. I do the TikTok. I do, the TikTok. <laughs> I do TikTok though because uh, that's that's trendy, right? There's a new one out there. It's called Be Real. Have you heard of this? No, don't. Yeah, no. Yes. Okay, so apparently, like, be real. It was in Stacked Marketer. Stacked Marketer said that, like, be I real know. downloads, like, past Instagram or something. Yeah, past Instagram. Life, that, is, life has become a parody. So, so like, why is that a name for a thing? Because, be real. Okay, that because I'm going to explain it to you. <laughs> I just want to shit off my Okay, so be real is um, every day, in order to see what your friends are posting, you have to take a snapshot every day. So like if you if you want to log in and see what your friends are doing, you got to take a picture, anything, and then post it. And so it's a very like anti-filter, anti-influencer app. And as long as you post something, you can see what everyone else is doing. So some people will just take a picture of their desk at work. And then like mm-hmm. it's just very, very real. So um, I only don't like that concept because I only want to be on social to create <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of uh oh okay hold on though you didn't say youtube did you but do you consider YouTube? i get too? on youtube every day yeah okay uh well one for research and then two uh there's uh i follow moist critical on youtube quite a bit so he's my background noise when i work mm-hmm. okay ask me ask me back um so what socials are you checking i'm glad you asked jake let me tell you uh <laughs> i do I do Facebook still, I guess. Um, I do LinkedIn, Reddit, and YouTube, and that's it. Uh, so I guess those are all very well. Reddit's not an old people one, uh, but LinkedIn, Facebook, those two are are 
decidedly old people, I guess. And then YouTube is that everybody thing, though. Uh, yeah. It, it well, it's. I mean, they're changing quite a bit, like um, especially with their streaming platform and their uh, YouTube Shorts. Yeah, Shorts are. Um, mm-hmm. Well, everything they're is doing go. shorts, shorts and reels and whatever. Uh, I don't know what they're called. They're just like short videos. Well, they're, they're shorts on YouTube. Places, right? Yeah, they're shorts okay. on YouTube. They're reels on uh, Facebook, and then their livelihood on TikTok. That's not. I made that up. No, that, I mean, if they didn't have it, TikTok wouldn't be a thing. So. Uh, that was good. <laughs> I yeah, people. I think this would like this would come across bad to some people too. I was telling this silly side too because I was like, I don't know these things. I I don't have to. I don't care to. I don't want to. Um, because I'm a grumpy old man and the business is working without those things being a primary thing yet. When the time comes and I have to learn them, I will, and I'll learn them just as well as anybody else. But, uh, you know, I, I would argue I that would, we know social media better than our minions and their Gen Zers. Well, yeah, I was I mean, really surprised when we asked them the other day, we're like, what socials are you on? And they're like, we're like not on social. Yep. And I was, I was like, oh, yeah. I was surprised. Well, like Discord is is kind of the antisocial for a lot of people too, because it's all people are going towards just anonymous uh, communities. In Discord, people get to keep that stuff private. I'm only on Discord for gaming. When people use Discord for non gaming purposes, my mind explodes. I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's growing. Though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm used to like GroupMe, which is like another Discord thing, but it ties your cell phone number. That's more like WhatsApp, but. Um, I haven't used Discord for a non-gaming purpose. I know. I think when you went to started going to school, that was the first time you used it, right? Yeah, but to be fair, I don't. I didn't know. Well, so from the stats that I've seen, Discord is growing. Like it is one of the. It's going to be one of the up and coming things in general for many people in lots of places. Uh, but I also didn't know if it was just a weeb thing, because it was the weebs in Japanese class that primarily used it. So I didn't like. There's a big crossover between. I'm interested in Japanese because I like anime and I also play games and I don't have friends, right? Like <laughs> I, that was the last one was a joke, but um, so I, I didn't know like, Oh, is this a, a young people thing or is this a, I also coincidentally like Japanese thing, but the numbers seem to show that it's somewhere in the middle. It is growing for the younger crowd, but you know, Discord, it is definitely yeah, Discord's a big thing for uh, crypto people as well. Hmm. Like yeah, I've heard like, that everything. Yeah. Like I don't, I I don't know if you watch Coffeezilla on YouTube, but he's always getting down to the bottom of crypto schemes in Discord channels. Huh. Yeah, so, I missed the crypto boat too, though. I I wish I would have missed it. <laughs> I would have had uh, ten thousand more dollars in my bank account. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm a very boring investor. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> this isn't even like related <laughs> to the episode at all. Uh, anyways. I'll wrap it up. So, um, really, essentially, if you're being, if you feel like you're being sold, or you're walking into a situation that is um, uh, that sounds lucrative because of uh, just kind of very superficial numbers, it's probably too good to be true, and the profit there, well, it isn't there. So, uh, just keep, be mindful of that. Uh, rewatch some of our labor hour episodes, how to price your services, things like that, because that's really going to uh, make the difference whether or not uh, you actually bring home money. But if you want to make a bunch of money, like revenue-wise, just to flex on people, I guess that's okay too. As Cody would say, that's a business model. <laughs> yeah. If you just want to make business, or just make business. You want to make business. No, if you want to make money, or if you want to take it home, uh, I, I really think pay less attention to what's going on out there because uh, the, my experience, the people that are doing well uh, aren't talking. They're busy doing it. So if you find something that works or, or you know somebody personally, it's better to go talk to them individually 
and get that sort of more personalized mentorship than just ask in miscellaneous Facebook groups for anybody who's willing to talk to you. Cody um, and I, Cody and I bring more home, money home individually than our competitor who makes uh, half a million because we just did the math. And like, it, I mean, I guess you can brag about it to, uh, to I guess your your market, but uh, we know, <laughs> we know the secrets. Yeah. So hopefully you uh, you think about that, and then also I guess the second step is just complexity. Think about how how you can add more to your business as it grows to add more stability. Uh, because then you start to get rid of some of that volatility um, that might be associated with something with really easy entry um, because yeah, you can make money, but it's harder. It takes more time. And as you get more complex, uh, your clients or your customers need you more in, in return. You you stabilize and it helps with that. helps with your profit over time too. Word. Word. <laughs> Word. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to us rant. Uh, We'll see you next week. See you.